What you are about to hear is based on historical events and testimonies from those who have experienced supernatural events in the Joplin area. So you're here, listening. What brought you here? Was it a fascination for the unknown? Are you curious about what lies beyond the grave? Or maybe you just appreciate learning more about Joplin's dark history. Well, you're not alone, are you? Most of us have probably experienced something that has given us an uneasy feeling, and even if it could be explained away rationally, there's a little part of us that still wonders, what if? this deep, tingling sensation in my chest of excitement and a little nervousness. I don't know what I believe when it comes to this stuff, but our dark curiosity led us here, and I couldn't wait to explore the place we had heard rumors was the most haunted spot in Joplin. We knew it was nearby, but didn't know exactly where. We set out down Zora, past Schifferdecker, just after sunset. But the sky grew eerily dark in a hurry, and before we knew it, we were surrounded by tall trees on either side of the road and a collagenous fog developing over the painted yellow lines before us. About the time we began to comment on our mutual feelings of unease, her car began to clatter, headlights flickering and acceleration sporadic, so she turned on her hazard lights. What was happening? Was her car about to die? Here? The robotic voice announced. We looked down at the phones. Battery life low. We couldn't see where we were, but she was afraid to stop. That her vehicle might stall and not start up again. Although she hadn't experienced anything like this with her car before. Now our hearts were pounding. Was something else at work here? Where were we exactly? Her phone's service cut out. My phone was dying. We knew we couldn't stop now. No one would know where we were. It was so hard to see beyond the fog and darkness, but just as she pushed a little harder on the gas pedal to make it up the shallow hill, we caught a glimpse of it. Pale stone slabs jutting up unevenly from the sun-bleached grassy mounds on one side of the road. Some of them cracked or fallen. The soft glow from the flickering headlights through the fog were not enough to make out the blurred names and dates that had been washed away with rain and time. Without stopping, we could barely see the decimated concrete entrance with the name of the place we were looking for inscribed on one of the blocks. This was it. Peace Cemetery. Our hearts leapt into our throats. This was the place we heard about, but we were too afraid to stop. Accelerating faster now, it wasn't until we got about a half a mile away when the fog began to clear and her headlights stopped flickering. The car was running fine now, and when we reached the next turn safely, we looked at each other. Only the dim green glow from her console lighting our faces, increasing the sense of being haunted. That was it, we thought. We didn't have to say it out loud, we could read it on each other's faces. It was as if this place was aware of our presence, and it felt supernatural. The next free afternoon we had, we took the more familiar drive to the cemetery, although barely recognizable in the daylight. 
Recently taken care of by a group of paranormal enthusiasts, Peace Cemetery had otherwise been completely abandoned and overgrown. You could see where road construction had paved right over forgotten graves because a few headstones were barely sticking out from underneath the poured concrete. The part of the spooky little cemetery that had the most access was at the bottom of the steep gravel entry road where it twisted itself to a stop in front of a small family plot. Maybe it's the heavy shade from the enormous tree craning over the graves that are tangled in its roots, but even on this bright and sunny day, this Stygian corner of the cemetery seemed darker. Mysterious shadows lurking behind the trees that guard and grow around souls consigned to oblivion. Despite the warm sun on my shoulders, I feel a prickly shiver of cold reach up my back and whisper into my burning ears. You can see where the rain tends to collect most on the small gated family plot where grass no longer has a chance to grow. We step further in, now fully aware of the slimy crunching sound of the dead twigs and mud beneath our feet as we examine the names on the mossy memorials, looking for one grave in particular. It wasn't hard to find. Piles of rocks lay on top of an unmarked grave just outside the ill-fitted gate. This is the final resting place of Billy Cook Jr. This is the story of a man, a gun, and a car. The gun belonged to the man. The car might have been yours, or that young couple across the aisle. This was the sinister warning to the audience of the black and white film noir titled The Hitchhiker in 1953. His shadow crept across the pavement thumb out, waiting for the next car to slow to a stop for him. He seemed harmless enough, just a guy down on his luck and in need of a ride. But now, even 70 years later, his shadow still lingers over the road and reminds people of the horrifying risks of picking up strangers. So where are you headed? They might have asked, possibly noticing Billy's crooked eye glaring back at them. It never fully closed, so he was always watching. Billy's hand rose with a snub-nosed revolver, gripped so tightly you could see his tattooed knuckles turning white that read, Hard Luck. After spending most of his young life in prison, he vowed to live by the gun in Rome and hitchhiked across the country. Cockeyed Billy carjacked and held ten people hostage. Few escaped, but some weren't so lucky. He slaughtered a young family of five and their dog dumping their bodies in a 100-foot-deep mining shaft in Joplin. The tortured soul claimed he did it because I hate everyone's guts, and they hate mine. Billy was held accountable for his crimes and ultimately executed by gas chamber in San Quentin, California. When his body wasn't collected right away, it's rumored that Billy was put on display where people could actually pay to see the dead killer before he was transported to Joplin for burial in Peace Cemetery. His body was met there in protest, and the family was forced to bury him in the secret of the night in an unmarked grave near their family plot, much to the disapproval of the public who didn't want a murderer's body so close to the wholesome families in their cemetery. While Billy is certainly the most famous resident of the cemetery, his burial plot isn't the most reported active amongst the other graves. There are some unmarked Civil War military graves where people who have visited have experienced mysterious phenomena. P. 
people have seen shadows darting from tree to tree, or heard screams or gunshots echoing in the woods nearby. One visitor, who wishes to remain anonymous, was clearing away with some weeds to find a broken headstone when she distinctly felt two large hands on her mid-back, shoving her forward, where she almost stumbled into the crooked fracture of the resting stone facing her. When she looked around, after quickly regaining her balance, she couldn't see anyone or anything nearby. So who shoved her? A nauseated feeling washed over her and goosebumps covered her body, shuddering at the thought of it being someone beyond the grave toying with her. In that instant, she knew she wasn't welcome there and left immediately. She hasn't returned since. Others have left the not-so-peaceful cemetery with scratches or inexplainable bruising, which honestly might make sense when you consider the history of this location. This is close to the massacre at Radar Farm on May 18, 1863. The 1st Kansas Volunteer Infantry laid aside their weapons while collecting food rations and were ambushed by Jasper County guerrilla Confederates. Eighteen Union soldiers were killed. Fifteen of them were African-American. It was said that though some of the unarmed soldiers tried to surrender, the Confederates still butchered those who couldn't escape fast enough on horseback. Later that night, the dead bodies of the soldiers were mutilated and left to rot. Shortly after, more forces arrived in retaliation and destroyed the homes and businesses of those who sympathized with the Confederates responsible for the massacre, including John Bishop, a neighbor of the radars and thought to have a part in the guerrilla Confederates' attack. Bishop was taken from his home to be executed and burned along with what was left of the massacred Union soldiers in the radar barn. Some claimed he was still alive and screaming when a pile of bodies was set ablaze. And when he tried to escape, he was shot again just before he reached the barn doorway, falling back into flames and forgotten history. The barn wasn't the only building in flames. The whole city of Sherwood was burned to the ground, including Peace Church itself where only the small forgotten graveyard stands wearily attesting of its existence. So, if you visit the area now, and listen closely, you may hear the century-old echoes of the town that used to exist there. Battle cries from those involved in the Great Jasper County Massacre, gunshots and screams from those who died. But be careful, they might come for you next. Next.